0: Hey, what's going on there, Anus Holes, Doctor Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast? Today is the twelfth of November, twenty twenty-two. A little bit of an overcast day, a little bit uh, windy. Enjoying it; sun's popping through every once in a while. Sixty-four degrees. It's been a little bit hot lately, unseasonably warm. you know, I always say you don't bitch about the weather, but it's been fucking annoying. You know, I'm ready for it to drop down a little bit, get that good sleeping weather going. No more of this fucking 75 degrees in the goddamn autumn, you know. That sucks, big fat cock. This is probably going to be a sweary podcast. You probably enjoy those If you've been listening for a while, probably need to put more sweariness into my podcasts. It's good to express yourself. You ain't got—if you got a problem with swear words—I don't have a problem with you, but I, you're a fucking idiot, you know. Making mountains out of molehills and all that shit. It's good for expressing ourselves, you know getting some of that nonsense out of our system, out of our mind, rather than keeping it in. You want to keep all those suppressed swear words in there. Make you a real bitter son of a bitch. So this past week, look, it was, it was a pretty decent week. Made a difference in the lives of people, put smiles on faces and fire under the asses of the masses. Had a nice staff meeting with my, my co-workers. Emily and Angie, and I thought it was very fruitful, making some real positive changes, and everybody's on board, most importantly, for the work that we're doing, which is very important. It really helps people, and through helping others, we help ourselves, so there's a lot of fringe benefits to so being on board at Healthy Balance Chiropractic. It's, it's all coming from the heart, really is. So that was good. That was a highlight. That was Tuesday. Uh, Marine Corps birthday was was uh, Thursday the 10th of November of course everyone knows how powerful an experience I had as a United States Marine it's something that just it was important to me becoming who I am today you know it 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 made a man out of me, gave me a challenge to rise to, reinforced some of my values, showed me the thing that I could essentially do anything in life, if I just put my you know little elbow grease in there and decided to go after it, it was like the sharpening of a blade, you know, Four years, I sharpened my edge, fucking razor sharp. There were times when it was dull, was dulled, but I would sharpen it again. Learn how to sharpen it more effectively. So personal developments, like they like a sharpened edge, like honing a knife. How about that? I think I'm going to go down a Lowe's first today so I can knock out more of this podcast and complete it without those little interruptions that I've, uh... that, uh, had fucked up my podcasts in the past, right? No interruptions, no, uh... funkiness to my... I want a seamless podcast, is what I'm saying. So, um... Okay, so what the hell's going on then? Marine Corps birthday, sharpening the edge. Wonderful time of my life, a vivid four-year period that was crucial to my becoming a man and establishing establishing, establishing myself with some degree of confidence, high degree of confidence and experience took me across the world, I met some of the best people in my life and the worst people in my life, had to work together with all these folks, a melting pot of individuals to get the job done, and we did, and thankfully it was peacetime, my service, you know, was still fucking really risky, still a lot of hard training. we call the suck, which is just dealing with it, dealing with the weather coming down upon you, dealing with hard physical efforts, dealing with stresses, functioning within a unit. Very, very special. And so everything that's taken place after that year of 1997 when I was honorably discharged, I always think back to that period, you know, because it was, at least in hindsight, it was a very successful period in my life. I remember when I got, when I was discharged, it was June of 1997. And you must the guys just kind of like said, okay, I'm taking the uniform off and I'm going home. Got my shit. I'm returning all my stuff to supply, all my military gear. Give me my discharge papers. I've done my job. Now I'm going home and I'm going to work at the factory or go to college or whatever I want to do. Become a cop. And I remember <clears throat> I put on my uniform. When I went to the airport, I put on my uniform, my uh, service class, uh, actually it was, yeah, it was my service Charlie's, which was, if my memory serves me, those were green pants, like call them trousers, and they creased down the front, and a tan short sleeve shirt, sergeant chevrons on the shoulder. And I rolled my luggage through the airport. A couple hours later I touched down in Newark, New Jersey and my family was there to pick me up. I walked out of the military forever. Or so I thought. You know, it's I guess that last little effort there was symbolic of me wanting to finishing what finish what I started, like walking across, walking back into the civilian sector, having success been successful in my mission, in my task, and wanting to take that, even though I was was no longer in the Marine Corps, I wanted to symbolically enter the civilian sector in my military attire, it's like, hey, I'm coming home, you know, so people in the airport were all like, of course, this is pre-9-11, right, but people in the airport were still very supportive, very, thank you for your service, looking at that Marine, all this shit, went home walked into my the house that I grew up in realized that I couldn't live there for much longer took off my service Charlie's hung up my sergeant chevrons put my core frame shoes my little patent leather shoes in my closet looked at them for a second and I said you know what time to move on and I got good and drunk and I started to put my plans together to go back to college and work little shitty jobs and settle back into my community I had a lot of good friends still around leaned on them a little bit for support, for direction met a girl settle down for a time so those that four year period was one of the best in my life and it certainly was instrumental in arriving me at where I am today and I still in reflecting upon that that time I try to match it, I try to meet it and exceed it you know, like how can I make that marine proud, how can I having done all that how can I now shine that motivation and that experience and that everything? How can I shine it on my current life? And so I do. So everything I do every day, when I wake up, if I'm having a bad day, if uh, I've got challenges in front of me, I just fucking think about my time in the Marine Corps, how special it was. And how special today can be. I mean, I think, I would hope that all of us have those memories of back in the day, whether it was as the high school quarterback or as the, um, whatever. College student fresh out of university, taking your first job, or just going to college, or whatever, man. Look at us. As we go through, through life, we should, even though there's good and bad, right? But hopefully you've got some fine memories of your youth and the time that you in which you worked, your working life, your your relationships have to have some wins, and if you have those wins then you can shine them on other aspects of your life. It's called using a strength to destroy weaknesses, you know. Using that victory to ensure further victories, you know. And of course there are gonna be defeats along the way broken relationships, and whatever, failed tests, literally and figuratively, times people get all bummed out about the world as if it's a horrible place, you know, right now it's one of those times where folks feel like that, it's a shame, I don't like to, I don't like that like uh, the world is a beautiful place and it's in between those victories that we're going to fucking get knocked around a bit and the challenge is staying motivated and realizing that, wow life can be very good it's not always, every day it's not going to be fucking good, some days you want to kill a motherfucker but you don't, you hold it together and you drive on down the road so Marine Corps birthday, Semper Fi to all devil dogs. Veterans Day, love and respect to all those who have served. And uh, across the branches, and in peace and in war, and all that shit. As I've said before, a mere 7% of Americans have ever served, ever, since... 1776, right? 7% of the population, which is now 300 something million. 7% of Americans have ever served. So it's a relatively small percentage, considering how you see patriots here, you know, and all the love for wounded warriors and uh, thank you for your service and all that shit. Only 7% of us, less than 10% of Americans have ever served in history. So, the rest of the population lives under the blanket of freedom which we provide. To quote Jack Nicholson from uh, A Few Good Men. So, to serve is a wonderful thing. I've often felt that service should be mandatory. Uh, there should be a military component where you have to actually get, you know, take some risks and go out there and carry a rifle and learn how to fight and um, win our nation's battles or at least stand tall looking like if it came to it you could defend against enemies, foreign and domestic, contribute in some way to that effort. You know, of course, war is failure of man, of thinking man, right? It's a very dumb proposition, high stakes these days, right? But, uh, it happens. So somebody has got to be able to stand militarily, but the, at least half of our service commitment, so two or four years, I would say, should be about helping people, civil service, fucking picking trash up off the side of the road, uh, helping little old ladies across the street, sharing skills, building things, rebuilding, cleaning up after nat- uh, natural disasters, running fucking soup kitchens, uh, just helping. And I guarantee you people would, will, would say that of their four-year commitment, the, the, that they would much rather be helping people than being trained to hurt people. And then if everybody did both these things, then you'd know what it would be, really, you'd know what it would be like to serve. And so all the patriotism and all the nationalistic stuff, you'd actually have perspective on it rather than just running your mouth about it and getting involved in politics. You'd have perspective of both helping and hurting, you know, standing and being being willing to fight and die for our country. So that's what veterans day means to me. Yesterday was a pretty interesting day. There was some fucking it was raining a little bit, just pissing down every now and then. Enough on a Friday to throw people off their schedules a little bit. Had some motherfuckers who showed up late. Had some people who um, you know, came in, stepped on other people's appointment times. Have somebody come in and tell me about uh, their um, hemorrhoids, which I don't need to know about. I mean, consult your uh, gastrointestinal, your GI doc about that, your family doc. You know, get some Preparation H or whatever the fuck that shit is. You wipe it on your little hiney hole because you got, you know, basically what a a hemorrhoid is, is a varicose vein sticking out of your anus. Yeah, there's blood vessels running every all throughout your body, large and small ones, right? So you got a distended, incompetent vein that's sticking out of your anus. It can be very painful. And I don't fucking care, all right? I don't care. You tell your family doctor that nonsense. You tell your GI doc that, and she's talking about these fucking rubber bands that they put around them, and I guess that chokes them off, and then they die and Heals up that area. Good. Walked out from the back room. Walked out in the foyer, and this woman was telling my front friggin' front desk about her hemorrhoids again. And she goes, "Yeah, I'm telling. I'm talking about my my butt again." I say, "Yeah, your butthole." Ah, oh, thanks. Appreciate it. You well, know? let's talk about your back not Your backside. Another guy came in. Two guys, uh, first patients of the day, look like freaking Santa Claus. Sweethearts, Uh, I'll be seeing them again next week. Love both these guys. Cool dudes. Seems like they, you know, they're probably in their seventies. They look like Santa Claus. First guy's telling me about how he lived in Bakersfield, California. Drove a truck, hauling whatever. I forget. Hauling steel yeah, it's just me now, now my the wife left, and the house left with her, you know how that goes, seems like he lives alone, and he's, uh, you know, he, he he seems like a real cool dude, that was interesting to talk to him, and then the second guy, he's going on about Veterans Day, and oh yeah, you're a Marine, and I know what you did, because my father did this, that, and the other thing, he was in the Marines, and he was in you know, a force recon, and then he was in artillery, and then he was in motor transport, and uh, some other guy said that he did, he did these different similar path, and and the guy's like, yeah, I bet you went Campbell June for that, and then you went to uh, Louisiana for artillery, and then you went here for that. I know because my father did the same exact thing when he got out after World War II in the third recon, force reconnaissance. They fucking had four people uh follow him around because he knew things he that didn't say much but you know he didn't mean he didn't have a lot to say so you know he said before he died that he knew things that about the United States of America that he couldn't talk about and you know he had people following him around after he got out of service in World War II, hey, you know, what kind of bars did he go to? Uh, what does he talk about? Did he ever talk about his time in the military? And people said, no, he never talked about it. And I think that these are nice stories, but I, I also think that they're bullshit, man. Like, I was born at night, but not last night. If I had a freaking nickel for every time somebody told me that they were in a recon unit or that they couldn't talk about, you know, their experiences in the military... I'd be a rich man. It's interesting watching this, you know, as I'm listening to this. And this guy was a talker and a sweetheart of a guy. Loved him. Man, after my own heart, you know, we talked a lot about things. About farming, about raising livestock. I mean, it seems like a real interesting guy. He's a woodworker. And not to, you know, no disrespect intended, but I don't think... He really knows what he thinks he knows about people in the military and what people go through when they serve and where they do it. I feel like a lot of military service members, myself included, when I ramble on about my experiences in service, what happens is uh, across the years your experiences, those stories you tell, they are seasoned and somewhat embellished and harmlessly you know, it's, in a harmless way, they're embellished. And so you just, you know, just it's just a vivid period that you know, of your life that you remember so well, and you just want to relive it, and you want to tell people in your life about those stories, and they're, like, mesmerized because maybe they never, they never did anything like that. You know, Dad was a Marine, and, you know, he always wore his high and tight, and he was in a... You know, he did this when he was in the Marines. Remember the story Dad told us about this? Most of my stories are off-color stories about going out, drinking beer, and hanging out with my buddies and some of the cool places we went. But I try, I try to keep myself honest as far as my remembrances of the time. But fucking talking about, there were four people that were put on my dad. To track him to make sure that they're like spying on him to make sure that he wasn't, uh, sharing secrets of, of, um, you know, whatever his military service. Okay. That's a little bit far, far fetched, my friend. So, uh, so that was interesting. And I had this guy, this fucking motherfucker's always late. I mean, this guy, I can text message him at 10 o'clock, remind him of an 11 o'clock appointment. He'll show up at 11.45. And flustered, he knows what he did, he's sorry. But you're not sorry enough to stop doing it, you fucking idiot. We all are late sometimes. But if you're late as a rule, like if if people know it about you that you are late... You know, it's not about there was traffic on villa Road. It's that you're late all the time. It's not about a circumstantial, you know, thing. It's it's you know, your, your lateness, your tardiness is not circumstantial. It is fucking chronic. And you need to do what you say you're going to do and keep your appointments. Because when you do that, another one, and as a person I love very much. I think I know that people, I feel that people are stressed out and running all over the place trying to make, you know, trying to do what they need to do, but this person comes in for a 10.30 appointment, Uh, well, that's a hypothetical, I'm not sure when her appointment was, but say it's 10.30, and she's the sweetest person in the world, I love her so dearly, and she's like, the fuck did she do? She's standing outside talking on the phone. Like, obviously, it was a call that she was waiting for and needed to take or something. But now you've you're on the site. You're on the site. You're you're at my office. You're parked in my lot. You've already got another person in here. Showed up late. You know, I'm trying. I'm caring about your time. Actually, I had her on my mind because I really wanted to spend the maximum amount of time to, to adjust her because uh, she had some really important things going on that or to, I need to address. Right. So I'm budgeting my time and energy for her, and she's standing outside talking on the fucking phone. The other person's talking about her goddamn hemorrhoids. I mean, it, it's something else. People, it's not just certain individuals. It's, it's, there's a lot of stress out there. I think I feel that people are just frazzled and aggravated and run a million different directions and I'll, I'll give you, if you're fucking late a couple times, that's fine another guy man, I care so deeply about this guy I wanted to know what he had to tell me about, you know uh, his family member who was convalescing from recent procedure but he just went on and on and on after showing up you know, 10 minutes late for a 15 minute appointment so I got five minutes with him right now. Five minutes. Right? So this is gonna be a pain in the fucking asshole. He's sitting there talking, and I'm I got my staff member, Emily, at the front desk. She's peeking her head out and looking at me with eyes wide, like you know, there's a backup here. And this guy's going on and on. Look, like he can't stop himself to tell me every detail about everything that's going on with this and everything else in his life. After he told me that everything needs work today, I need the whole deal, the best adjustment you got. You showed up 10 minutes late for a 15-minute appointment. That was a 30-minute appointment, but you had, you couldn't do that time, so I pushed you back. Now you get 15 minutes. Motherfuckers! One of those Fridays where I'm just thinking like. Holy fucking moly. I need to hold it together because the end is coming. It's near. Like I'm smelling the barn door. I'm going to be going home to my family. Have some fucking takeout pizza or something pretty soon. You know, watch some zombies and fucking drink a couple beers and hit the rack. So. I made it through. But just exhausted. Exhausted. Not The physical is exhausting enough. But. are Fucking some people are fucking real idiots, and they're all many of them are selfish, like they can't extract themselves from what they go on, what they have going on in their lives to help another person or even you know be true to their commitments that they have. I'm empathetic, you know, I feel like this sometimes myself. So, some good stories told. Guy told me about the farm and he does how he grows the hell out of green beans, goes out and harvests five-gallon pails of them a couple times, and then he gives them away. Stores this many quarts of vegetable soup and raises his own livestock. Does all these cool things. I love that back to the basics sort of stuff. So some great conversations. some really wonderful people in my life I love talking to them and laughing with them and telling stories got a fucking hillbilly little skinny motherfucker with a don't tread on me sign all the way across the back of his truck jacked up truck with big ass fucking tires on it probably got the tiniest Peter ever trying to think of some other stories there oh politically, I remember I I dropped some knowledge on you guys about the election being over, said I hope your guy won, or gal Um, talked to a lot of people who are very pleased about uh, about the outcome of the election they didn't want Dr. Oz to be our um, Uh senator, so it looks like John Fetterman won. And so hopefully that, I don't know if that's something you like or don't like, but glad to hear that the politics is over for now. And uh, we can be start working on ourselves and trying to maximize... The good that we can do in our immediate sphere, right? Our family, our work, our community. The rest of this shit's above our pay grade, sad to say, but it's just a terrible fucking shit show. And our democratic process is a fucking... Is a, it, it seems to be a shambles, man. The way that we have to uh, resort to calling each other names and attacking each other's character. I think it's terrible. I think it's unnecessary. So, all right, that's what I got for this morning, my friends. I'm going to head into Lowe's and start my day. You have a great weekend. (laughs)